Hey y'all, this is Charlie. We are living, loving, laughing, and great. And this is now part three and the conclusion of our current podcast series where we have been looking at God's love and faithfulness in action uh, in John chapter five. Remember my friends, Colossians 1.15 tells us that Jesus is the image of the invisible God. If we wanna know what God's will is, if we wanna know what God is like, we simply look at Jesus in the Gospels. And what we've been seeing is that Jesus loved this man so much and he is so faithful that he goes and finds this man to bring him the breakthrough he needs, to bring him the help he needs, to bring him the salvation he needs when this man doesn't even know who Jesus is. My friends, that's love and that's faithfulness. And get ready, we're gonna jump right back in where we left off the last time. Here we go. My friends, the only thing that frustrates grace is trying to earn it. And when we say, when we sit there saying, I deserve this because of my sins, if you're a believer, Jesus took that for you. That's dishonoring the cross. I was dishonoring the cross and didn't even know it. But that's what I was doing. As I was sitting there blaming myself for the condition that I was in and thinking, of course, you know, I did not expect God to heal me because I didn't feel like I deserved it because of all of my sins. The first thing the Lord had to show me was that all of my sins were forgiven at the cross. All of them. That Jesus took them all. And he did not deserve to be punished. And I don't deserve to be blessed. But Jesus was punished. And therefore, I am blessed. So I understand this paralytic man that what was music to his ears, what was water to his soul, were the words, your sins are forgiven you. And then Jesus turned around and healed him and said, take up your bed and go home. And the man did. But how did he open the door for him? By telling him his, his sins were forgiven. And someone listening today needed to hear that too, my friends. Your sins are forgiven. Jesus took them at the cross. He took your punishment. He took your judgment. He took your condemnation, though he didn't deserve it. So now you receive the free favors of God. You receive of his grace freely. You receive of his healing freely. You receive of his peace and his prosperity. You receive, maybe it's an issue with a spouse. Maybe you treated your spouse terribly. But my friends, see that Jesus took that at the cross. Put it in his hands. Receive from him reconciliation, my friends. Believe in him. That he loves you and he desires to bring reconciliation in your life. Hallelujah. He, he can restore. I've heard uh, several testimonies, in fact, of married couples who got divorced. And then when each of them came to Jesus and to the gospel of grace and realized what I'm sharing with you now, 
that all your sins have been taken care of at the cross and even your judgment and your punishment and that God is not looking to punish you anymore because he punished his son. Do you understand that if God punishes you now, the suffering his son endured was a waste. It was for nothing. It would be in vain. But it's not, my friends. It gives God every right to bless you. It gives him every right to bless your marriage, to bless your family, to bless your body and your health and your workplace, my friends. And we honor the work of our Savior when we freely receive of our Daddy God's blessings. Hallelujah, my friends. And just like God, do you see? God is so intimate. He knows specifically what each one of us needs. Jesus didn't say the same words to the same people. He knew how to open that door of hope specifically for each person that he ministered to. Just as he knows how to do for you. And yes, my friend, I mean, that door of hope is most often open when we come to the word, when we're listening to a sermon, you're listening to a podcast, maybe when you're in a time of worship, praising the Lord. Sometimes it comes through the people around us. A friend shoots you a text and, and just reminds you that God loves you or sends you a, a memory verse. When that you have that prompting in your heart, my friends, you do that. You never know. I cannot tell you how many times I have just followed a prompting in my heart from the Lord to message someone. Oftentimes someone I haven't even seen or talked to in months and just send them a little message in a, in a scripture that the Lord put on my heart and they will message back and say, you have no idea how much I needed that right now and they're right I did it <laughs> but Jesus does and he adores you and he opens the door of hope and listen to this my friends I love this scripture from Romans 5 5 and hope does not disappoint us did you hear that hope does not disappoint us not when we're talking about Bible hope there's a difference in the hope the world has our hope is founded in Christ, and therefore, it does not disappoint us. I want you to say this with me. Say, hope does not disappoint me. Let's say it again. Hope does not disappoint me. You know why? Oh, listen. Because God has poured out his love. Ooh. Hope in Christ. Hope in God will never disappoint you. Why? Because of his love. Because of his love for you. Because God has poured out his love into our hearts by the Holy Spirit whom he has given us. When you receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, and that same moment the Holy Spirit comes rushing into your heart, and when he comes rushing into your heart, he brings in all the love of God for you, my friends. That's what I was talking about earlier when I was describing what it's like when we receive Jesus Christ. Our hearts are filled with his love. There is an empty void that will always be there as long as we are separated from Christ. As long as we have not received him as our savior, because that void is there to be filled up by God's love. Hallelujah. 
and how he fills us to overflowing. And so we have a sure foundation, my friends, in our hope because it is based on his love for us. Just like we're seeing with this man, it was Christ's love for him. It was God's love for him that sent Jesus there to find this man, this man who didn't even know who he was and heal him. And it gets even better. Listen to this. So he took up his bed and he walked. And that day was the Sabbath. The Jews therefore said to him who was cured, it is the Sabbath. It is not lawful for you to carry your bed. (laughs) My friends, I love this. Religious people are so stuck on their religion. Look at this. This man is walking. He hasn't walked in 38 years, but they can't see that. They're so stuck on their rules and their laws. Instead of celebrating that one of their own got healed, they're like, hey, what are you doing walking around with your bed? But catch this. You know, most of Jesus's miracles that are recorded for us, he did on a Sabbath. See, they see it as work. That's why none of them received either. They saw healing and miracles as a work to be earned. I think considering that Jesus did so many of these miracles on a Sabbath, which is a day of rest, I think he's trying to tell us that miracles and healing are a rest. For us, they are a rest because he's the one doing the work. Don't try to work for it. Don't try to earn it. Simply receive it from Jesus. He answered them, he who made me well said to me, take up your bed and walk. Then they asked him, who is the man who said to you, take up your bed and walk? I love this. My friends, they skip right over. The man responds and says, he who made me well said to you, take up your bed and walk. They miss that whole part. They jump right to who said, take up your bed and walk. (laughs) You see how legalistic, my friends, when we when we kind of get to where we're looking around at what's wrong with everybody, right? What's wrong with this person? What's wrong with that person? Look what they've done. Look what, what, what that person did. Everything's wrong. We've fallen under that same legalistic mentality. You know, I, I will tell you, a pet peeve of mine is listening to people complain about our country because we live in such a great and wonderful and blessed country. And just like this man, uh, the Pharisees with this man, You can look around and point out everything that's wrong or you can be grateful for everything that's right, for everything that's good, for everything that's a blessing. This man was healed. He said, he who made me well said to me, take up your bed and walk. Then they asked him, who is the man who said to you, take up your bed and walk? They never see the good. They only see what's wrong. My friends, we are children of God. We are seated in Christ in the heavenlies. It is of us to see what is heavenly around us. It is of us to see what is good and wonderful and beautiful and pleasing and give thanks and praise for it. Hallelujah. Amen. But uh, going on, so they ask and he says, but the one who was healed did not know who it was for Jesus had withdrawn a multitude being in that place. Afterward, Jesus found him in the temple and said to him, Listen to these gracious words that are about to come. See, you have been made well. 
sin no more, lest a worse thing come upon you. Do you know this is the only time Jesus said this to someone after healing them? You know what he just showed us? That this man was in the situation he was in because of something wrong that he did. He was laying there, unable to move for 38 years because of some sin that he committed. And did that stop Jesus from healing him? Do you see the grace, my friend? Do you see the love? It's all about who Jesus is. You know why I had laid in my bed judging myself? Because I had some friends, I'm sure they were well-meaning, but they told me maybe this has happened to you because of some sin in your life. And so I lay there condemning myself and judging myself, and my health followed suit. I rapidly declined after that. But what I know now, what I see now, even if those things had happened to me because of some sin that I committed, they cannot stop the grace of my God. Jesus Christ is a greater Savior than I am a sinner. Jesus Christ is a greater Savior than you are a sinner. He is greater than all of your sins. Sin couldn't stop him. This is all about the love and faithfulness of God, my friends. I've also heard people say things like, God gave me this sickness to teach a lesson. If that were true, then Jesus should have found this man and told him, you're here because of the sin you committed and left him the way he was. Instead, what we see is Jesus healed the man and used his words to correct him. My friends, that's how God corrects us, through his word. Many times it's taken place and we're not even fully aware of it. Just as we're listening and, and our minds are changing. Right now, if you've never thought about that before, that Jesus healed a man that he knew, Jesus knew, was in that position because of a sin that he committed. Do you know repentance is taking place in your heart? Correction is taking place to see God for who he really is. That is true repentance, my friends. True repentance is every time we come to see how good and gracious our God is. We've just been corrected. And he's used his word to do it. He doesn't use sickness. He doesn't use disease. He doesn't use tragedy and pain. If he did at least one time, we should have seen Jesus do that. Because remember what it said in Colossians 1.15, that Jesus is the image of the invisible God. If that's how God corrects us and teaches us, we should have seen Jesus walk up to a healthy person. And give them blindness. Make them lame. Make them deaf. And say this is so you'll learn a lesson. But we never see that. We should have seen him at least one time. Walk up to a mother playing with her children. 
and say, you don't understand this now, but you fi you'll figure it out later and kill one of her children. Right? We hear that these tragedies and terrible things that happen are of God, really, because I don't see Jesus ever doing it. Instead, what we see is Jesus come to a woman who's just lost her only son and he brings him back to life. That is our Jesus. That is our God. His mercy and his grace is so much higher than we can possibly comprehend. Hallelujah, my friend. Hallelujah. And it gets even better. Not only did this man get himself in that situation, he turns around and rats out Jesus. I'm sorry, that might have been the wrong word to use. He goes and tattletales. So I'm going to say he has an issue of pride. Sometimes when God corrects us, it isn't all warm and fuzzy. I'm going to tell you most of the time it is. Hallelujah. If we are humble and allow him to correct us, his correction is like a warm bath. But sometimes God's got to get our attention. There ain't time for messing around. But he doesn't do it when I say that. It's even still in the way he speaks with us. And if we never come to his word as his children, he will use circumstances. But anything that is of death, anything that is of sickness, anything that is, is of the devil, my friends, Jesus said the thief comes to still kill and destroy. Those things are never things sent by God to correct you. They're things of the devil. And we've got to learn to rebuke them and not allow Satan to run loose in our life and say that it's the work of God. No, watch this. So this man got himself in this situation and Jesus heals him. And then the man, it says, departed and told the Jews that it was Jesus that made him well. Instead of heeding what Jesus heard, what, what Jesus said, when Jesus told him, see, you have been made well. Look, the first thing Jesus says, my friends, these are words of grace. Look, look, you're well now. Sin no more lest the worst thing come upon you. So whatever condition he had, I'm thinking that it can get even worse if you continue in that sin. And Jesus has, he loves this man. He doesn't want him to end up there. So he tells them this. And instead of this man receiving it and being grateful, right? Sometimes people, sometimes God corrects us through our loved ones and friends around us. And it might not tickle at the time. But it's because they love us that they are correcting us. The man departed and told the Jews that it was Jesus who made him well. You know what happened right after that? The Jews tried to kill Jesus. <laughs> Did that stop Jesus from loving this man? No, my friends. Did it stop him from seeking him out to heal him, to save him? No, because it's who Jesus is. Hebrews 13.8 tells us that Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. The Bible tells us that God is love. He can't stop being love just because he knows this man's going to go tattletale. He can't help himself. Love is who he is. 
God knew that all of us would be rebellious towards him. And he just couldn't help going to the cross and dying for us because he is love. It's who he is. He is gracious and kind and good. Hallelujah, my friends. I hope you've seen from this account, right, that it's just not about us. It's about his love and his faithfulness and his grace. There's a beautiful, beautiful song called Unmerited Favor. And what did we learn earlier? That unmerited favor is God's grace. You can, um, you can look for it. It is on YouTube by New Creation Church. Again, it's called Unmerited Favor. But I want to close by reading the lyrics to you. I'm going to spare you and not sing it to you. <laughs> it says, I am standing under an open heaven, drenched by endless showers of grace. I'm surrounded by love and tender mercies. As you freely gave, so freely I've received. Now I've got every reason to rejoice. Your unmerited favor is on my life. It's got nothing to do with what I did, but it's all about what you've done for me. And because of the cross, my friends, I want you to say that with me. Say, because of the cross, it's plain to see I'm irrevocably saved. Now I am free. Say it with me. Say, I am free. And I'll rejoice in everything you've done. In everything you've done. No more striving, because I have been forgiven. Made forever righteous and whole. I'm secure in this hope that is unwavering. And my future's bright, because your word is my light. I'm standing under an open heaven, drenched by endless showers of grace. I'm surrounded by love and tender mercies. As you freely gave, so freely I've received. Hallelujah, my friends. Hallelujah. I do hope and pray that you have been blessed today. My friend, if you are listening and you have never made this incredible Jesus Christ your Lord and Savior, can I tell you, that is exactly why you are listening today. He is drawing you in. He is calling you because your Father God, God wants to be your Father. He wants you to be a part of His family forevermore. And He has paid the price to open up the windows of heaven and drench you with His grace with his unmerited favor. So my friend, just say this prayer after me. Say, Heavenly Father, I thank you that you sent your one and only beloved son, that he should come and be the atoning sacrifice for my sins. I believe that at the cross, Jesus Christ took all my sins of my past, my present, and my future. He died and was buried, and on the third day, he rose again without them. I am now justified in your sight. I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. I am your beloved child. Heaven is my home. Jesus Christ, you are now my Lord and Savior. 
Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. My friend, welcome to the family of God. God loves you. I love you. We are rejoicing with you. I would love it if you would reach out and send me an email. I want to send you a free gift. Just let me know that you received Jesus Christ today and I will send you a free gift to just help you continue in this amazing journey, right? This is the best day of the rest of your life. Hallelujah. And my email information is in the podcast notes. All right, my friends, again, I pray that you have been so very blessed. Know that your daddy God loves you. His love and faithfulness to you will never fail you. Hallelujah. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance on you and grant you his peace. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. 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 All right, y'all. Till next time, keep on living, loving, laughing in grace.